Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hi, Rebels. So excited that you are joining me on another episode of Rebel Energy Podcast. I hope you guys aren't getting sick of me because I absolutely love getting the feedback from you guys. Last few weeks, I have been getting the sweetest messages on social media and seeing that and having you guys be relatable to my story just makes me want to share even more with you. So on this episode, and it's so crazy to say this because you would think there's other things that I've shared that maybe I'm a little bit more embarrassed about. But this is the thing that looking back really almost traumatized me a little bit, I would say. And what really made me have this hard exterior if you will, towards people because it was a defense mechanism. So that's what I'm wanting to share with you guys today. But before I get into that, I want to talk about the amazing call that I had with a mindset coach. She's a confidence coach, Rachel Phillips. And she actually came and talked to my Rock Solid Academy clients and kind of was my inspiration to hop on and record this today. So I am recording this on National Women's Day. So I want you guys to take the time, even if you're listening to this a month later, a year later, to really recognize just how badass we are as women. And on that call today, that was the most interaction I think I've ever had for my Rock Salt Academy clients. And it's so funny because we always have a couple, you know, that are like me and leave the camera on. I don't know, maybe they felt more like they could turn on their camera today and like interact and unmute and all of that because I showed up looking like a total dirt sack, rocking my favorite ACDC pajama shirt, hair unwashed. You guys, I have the world's worst cold, but I think I'm a little, feeling a little bit better now that I've taken some cold medicine. But on that call, just seeing, you know, all the women listen to our story and get inspired. And even when she was talking, the chat inbox was like blowing up. And we were just, I don't know, I guess I've, I haven't really, like our guest speaker calls are always amazing, right? Like there's always takeaways and things like that. But for whatever reason today, the energy was just a lot different. Like we were all just in sync and vulnerable and sharing all the things. So afterwards, I was like, yes, I am definitely still feeling the energy and want to go and record this podcast. So I want to talk about what it was like growing up in middle school. And I'm sure even in high school, too. And I'm sure you guys are like, oh, my gosh, Jade, I know. Right. We all have those really awkward phases. OK, so and I'll make a deal with you guys. If you guys are listening to this and you shoot me a DM and you ask me to share my embarrassing junior high pictures, which, oh my gosh, you guys, they're horrible, horrible. Shout me out, and I will totally post on Instagram stories so you guys can see them, okay? I want to see who actually listens to this. But anyways, so in middle school, my aunt at the time, 
I wanted to get a haircut. And anyways, she totally messed up my hair. Like, it was awful. And because she kept, like, messing it up, she kept cutting it shorter and shorter. And, guys, you may not be able to tell now because I've had kids and, you know, kids just totally change your body. But my hair was very naturally curly growing up. And I loved it. But so she kept messing up and I had this long, beautiful hair. And I did want it a little bit shorter, like, you know, maybe shoulder length, but she kept messing it up. It ended up like in the middle of my ear, maybe like more towards like the end of my ear. But because my hair is so curly, it just looked even shorter. So I remember so much. I was in sixth grade. It was the first day, like that, like Friday night after like school is done, you know, for Christmas break. And anyway, she jacked it all up. So my mom found some place that was open. We didn't want to hurt her feelings. And I think it was like Yonkers Salon. And if you guys remember Yonkers, I think that like they shut down. Anyway, she takes me in there and she was like, this is so bad. Like all I can really do is like chop it off to like make it all even. And I'm like, oh my God. So I remember sitting there with my mom. My mom was like, oh, like, you know, Halle Berry back then, guys, this would have been what, 2012, right? Halle Berry was the freaking shit. And, you know, her short haircut, all that. I literally chose, because my hair is already short, a Halle Berry haircut. Because, like, everything I was picking out, she was like, no, your hair is, like, already too short for that. Or, you know, we will need to do this to make it more even. So, literally chose Halle Berry. Now, you guys know, and going through teenage years, right? Like, your face is changing, you're growing, you're going through puberty, my poor nose, it just looked even bigger. <laughs> like my, I was like my dad's little top boy. So he was like, oh, you know, like my dad loved it. And my mom loved it. That was super cute. And I'm like, no. So I go back to freaking school after Christmas break. And I'm like bawling all during Christmas break. I'm like, I'm going to get made fun of, blah, blah, blah. Sure as shit, I got made fun of. And because, you know, going through puberty and nose is bigger than average, which is fine, but it just like accentuated it and it looked even bigger. Guys, I got made fun of every fucking day and even into high school as well too. So this is how mean kids can be. They would literally caw at me like a crow and they would call me crow, like calling my nose a big beak. Now, yes, my nose might be bigger than average. However, it's not that freaking big. And even if it is, who does that. Kids are freaking mean, right? But my defense mechanism, like that's where I got to be so sensitive. And I didn't trust anybody. I always felt like people were talking bad about me behind my back. And I remember even going to see the movie, ironically enough, Mean Girls, and went with who I thought was one of my really good friends. And one of her other friends was like basically teasing her for like being at this movie with me. And the friend that, like, I went to the movie with and her new friend were throwing popcorn at me and, like, calling at me. And I remember calling my very best friend, who I'm still best friends with, and she's like, come over for a sleepover. I was literally heartbroken. I felt like I was ugly. Everyone hated me. And I remember even freshman year of high school, I was definitely not suicidal by any means, but I definitely had those thoughts of, like, I just wish I was never born kind of a thing. Like, I just wish I wasn't even here. And it really, really sucked. And then to make it even worse in eighth grade, if you guys remember Sutton, 
I is totally that kid, which now my son is this way, where he thinks he's always right. So my mom was like, Jade, sudden was like a huge thing in the 80s. We all did it. It's your hair's so dark, it's not going to be blonde. Because I always had in my head, if I was blonde, which I look just like my mom, but my mom has like lighter features. Like she is like her skin's lighter, her hair's blonde, but like literally we look a lot, a lot alike. And so I was like, well, I look just like my mom. People tell me that all the time. So like I'll look amazing with blonde hair. Well, moms are always freaking right. Okay, obviously. And my hair that was now growing out, I was really going for like the Reese Witherspoon Sweet Home Alabama, like the flippy outy, you know, like the winged haircut. But my hair was like still too short. So it was like a total winged out haircut, but like above my ears. Oh my God, the track. I'm just envisioning like the track pictures of me. Anyways, it was God awful. Well, now my hair was fucking orange. And so luckily they didn't have any more like mean nicknames for me. But again, I got braces. I had acne. I was a freaking toothpick. And because, you know, all my other friends were getting boobs and I wasn't getting boobs, I would get made fun of all the time for that, which again, so ridiculous. And yeah, it really, it really sucked. And definitely I would say too, like freshman, sophomore year, but also too, you guys know I'm an empath. Like I could literally watch a commercial about like, a puppy with three legs and I'll probably cry. So it made it even worse because I would always then just go and cry. And so it got to the point where I was just really depressed. I remember like not eating or anything. My mom took me to a therapist, but she was not a good therapist. She was definitely one that would just like stare at you until you would talk. And I didn't feel like I could talk to her about anything. And I actually got put on a low dose of antidepressants at that time as well too. All because kids were freaking bullying me. If you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basictobookedout.com to get started. Now, the silver lining to that is that when I went to basic training, my drill sergeants, I still remember them. Drill Sergeant Regman, Crossman, and Hybe. And Drill Sergeant Regman was like, he was always there. Crossman was there, like less than him, but more than Hybe. And then Hybe just kind of like filled in here and there, kind of a thing. Anyways, Drill Sergeant Regman had his fucking eyes on me from the beginning. We pull up to Fort Jackson, South Carolina. I'm 17 years old. Remember, you guys, I think I talked about it in a previous podcast episode. Where, like, I didn't even realize how diverse America is. Like, I'm in a very small town in Iowa. The only person, like, in our grade that was, like, uh, actually two of, like, a different, like, ethnicity was my second cousin who was adopted. And she, I think she was adopted from China, I want to say. And then the other one was, like, a half black boy who I freaking love. Roman, he's amazing. But anyways, like, that's it. So I'm very naive. Also, too, you guys know my parents were very strict, Okay so strict. Like I do nothing about drugs. I never had drank, never smoked, you know, a cigarette, like nothing. I was like the goody two shoes. So pull up, literally get off the freaking bus. The drill sergeants look at us and Ragman decides to pick on me, probably because I look super prissy, like someone that looks weak. And I'm not making this up, you guys. Like even looking back, I'm like, what are the chances 
in that big of a platoon that like he chooses me to like break down first. Well, because I got picked on so much in middle school and even in the early years of freaking high school, I was a stuck up bitch. Like I had that hard exterior. I was like, don't mess with me, whatever. So, and guys, looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, Jade. But I had the worst attitude. I was the queen of eye rolling and just being a total bitch to my mom. So Drill Sergeant Ragman literally picked on me for like the first like week and a half. And I mean, you guys know military, everything has to be freaking perfect. But your wall locker has to look identical to everything, be perfect. Dude, he would walk in, rip all the sheets off my bed, literally just take my wall locker and throw it straight down on the ground. Okay. So I would have to, like, literally, I just have to redo everything over and over and over and over. But guess what? I never freaking cried. <laughs> I never broke down. And then after that, he just moved on to the next person who probably was, like, the second, like, most, like, preppiest girl that didn't look like that. She should be there. But let that be a lesson, guys. Do not judge a book by its cover, okay? But looking back, you know, and even when I started my business or – Gosh, I remember even when I started to date my ex-husband, like one of his friends said something about my nose as well, too. And it like totally broke me. And now it's like, I don't care. Like I used to want, actually, when I joined the military, you got like a $20,000 bonus. You got like 10000 I think, like after you completed basic training and then, like the other 10000 after, God, that guys, this is a long, I was 17. This is like 15 years ago after something else. Anyways, my goal with that $10,000 was not to invest or anything. I was like, I'm going to pay for a nose job, 100%. And thank God every day that I did not do that. And one story my mom always told me, because Dirty Dancing is my favorite movie ever. I'm a total, I should have like been a teenager in the 80s. I always like joke, I should like, I've got the crazy hair that I could like totally tease, like the style, the music I listen to. I don't care if it's like Duran Duran or Ozzy Osbourne. Guns N' Roses is my favorite band ever. Uh, November Rain is my favorite song ever. Just totally born in the wrong freaking decade. But my mom always told me about Jennifer Grey and how she, you know, like she was in Red Dawn. Guys, Patrick Swayze's in that as well too. Also an 80s movie and I love it. But she had a really successful career like starting for her. Well, she went and got a nose job and her business never really like took off again. No one wanted to work with her because no one recognized her. And so my mom told me that story a ton. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. And obviously I never did it. And I'm so glad I did it. But it really made me look today on that call with Rachel and talking about confidence. And that's what I loved when I started my personal development journey was that you know, I was like 25 years old and worried that people were going to make fun of my nose. Like, how ridiculous is that? And obviously, like, no one did, right? But that's where a lot of my lack of self-confidence came from was those freaking assholes in school making me feel like I was ugly and I was worthless. And at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with my nose. I actually love my nose. It has character. <laughs> but it's so mind-boggling to me how cruel kids can be. And so with my kids, I am that person, like every day when I go drop them off, I quiz them. What do you do if someone you see is getting bullied, even if it's by your friend? And they're like, we stick up for them and then we go tell the teacher. I'm like, awesome. 
right? Which I say that with my youngest because he's in kindergarten. So, but my oldest, like, obviously, you know, he can handle it. And he, dude, he comes home and like so proud of like, hey, mom, I saw, you know, so-and-so getting picked on and I stood up for them. And, you know, he's going to be 10 this year, you guys. And that's the kind of like character that he has. And he also is like, he looks just like his dad, but he is me personality wise, like through and through. He's got that eye rolling freaking down, guys. And he's not even 10 yet. But, you know, or like my little one, Cooper, I always like ask them, like, what do we do if someone's sitting alone? We go sit with them. And actually, I went to go eat lunch with my kiddos about a month ago. And there was a little girl sitting there all by herself. And I go, Kellen, what's this girl's name? And so he told me. And I go, I'm like, hey, well, is it okay if I ask her to come sit with you guys? And remember, guys, they are nine-year-old boys. Like, I'm sitting with, like, eight other nine-year-old boys. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. But then Kellen goes, mom. And, guys, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Kellen goes, mom, I've actually seen her sitting with herself before, and I've asked her to come sit with me, but she's never done it. Which, obviously, to, like, you know, a nine-year-old girl being asked to sit with a bunch of boys, like, Boys are gross, right? Like, I totally get that at that age. And I was like, Kellen, like, I am so proud of you. But I was like, let me go give it a try. But just, and then, you know, I went and talked with her. And she came and sat with us. And we all talked together and everything. But just the fact that, like, making that little difference. Like, something that was so bad that happened to me that really fucked with me for, you know, gosh, like, 15 years even after it happened. And now being able to go... And teach my kids how to be different. You know what I mean? And it all goes back to that ripple effect that we all have in life. Like I tell, you know, women in the DMs that have like those big dreams of like wanting to like leave their nine to five to be with their kids. And, you know, obviously like that's their number one thing. Like I would spend more time with my kids. But they also say too, like I want to show my little girls or, you know, my kids that anything is possible that like I can achieve that. And I relate to that so much because when I was a kid, my mom had three kids by the time she was 23. She got pregnant with me her senior year of high school. She had me when she was 19. And when I was like 12, I believe, she actually went back to school and went and got a nursing degree. And guys, she like worked her way up and she makes great money. She's really good at her job. But she, in order to work her way up, make the kind of money that she does now, you know, when she went and got her degree, she had to work double shifts. She had to work nights. She got called in. She went to work, which by the way, was an hour away from where we lived. I kid you not. And we get called to work at like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. And that really impacted me now as a business owner, like seeing my mom being able to do that. And so I know I kind of went off on tangent there, guys, but everything that we do has a ripple effect on somebody else. Like, think of this. If I didn't go and invest in my VA coach, Aaron, in 2019, there's hundreds of women out there that I would have never met, that I would have never been able to help get out of their nine to five or be at home with their kids. And Every time I think about that and just think about how different my life is and the confidence that's starting this online business and pursuing a different path and where it got me. And again, it's that rebel energy, right? We're like, we're not all made the same. We're not all made 
to have the same job for 30 years. And here's the thing. The world needs people like that. The world needs, you know, nurses and doctors and teachers. And there's people out there that love that. But if that's not you and that's not what you're wanting to do, I want you guys to set aside your fears, the fear of getting made fun of maybe like you did in middle school. Set aside the fear of failing, like maybe a big test or maybe SATs or whatever it is, right? I want you guys to set those fears aside and not only think about your life, but think about the other lives that can be impacted by you just getting out of your own way. So I hope this resonated with you guys. And again, I kid you not, even though it's so embarrassing, this makes you guys feel special. Even when my fiance cord went to, when my parents were living in Colorado and came to visit, I think we'd been together for, gosh, like a year at that point. He went to a different school, but then we went to high school together. But thank God by freshman year, my hair had grown out. So he totally missed out on like that middle school phase. And I was like, mom, put the middle school pictures away. Some people are embarrassed about maybe like a naked baby butt picture. Oh no, mine is like middle school, sixth to eighth grade, burn those freaking photos. But I promise you guys, if you guys take me, if you guys shoot me a DM, message me, I will totally get out of my comfort zone and put those up on social media for all to see. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I hope you guys like this episode and until next time, Rebels. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, you are amazing, you are worthy, and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.